you found the J-Spot. Join us every Thursday for a candid look at issues affecting women. Everyone is welcome. We are an all-inclusive podcast with open minds and hearts. If you've got an opinion, we want to hear it. From work life to sex to sexual preference to lifestyle, we will leave no stone unturned as we educate ourselves and others. J-Spot. It's been a pleasure. (laughs) (laughs) Hello and welcome to episode four. Four. For the James Bond podcast, <laughs> my name is Jade. I'm Jess. Um, thank you for bearing with us last week. We have been able to, uh, sorry, unable to post um, every week at the moment just because of busy schedules. Everything going back to normal after COVID. We're going to try and keep it weekly, but there will be some ones when we're going to dip out um, if we need to. Yeah, it was Jess's mum's birthday, so it's a big one. I won't say what because she'll be annoyed. She's for the me big to say twenty-five. It. Yeah, twenty-five. Yeah, yeah. She had um, me very young. Exactly. So that's why we haven't been with you, but we are back today with an amazing episode. Um, we have got a friend of mine on today to talk about body dysmorphic disorder and a little bit about body image too. Also known as BDD. BDD. That's yeah. the one. Yeah. Um, but first, I found an interesting article for Jess. This is our first article of the series, I believe, Jess. Yeah, we've been a bit lack on the We have, we have. Um, posted, actually, today. This okay. is a brand new oh my God. Mirror article. Hot off the press. Hot off the press. You heard it here first, guys. Okay. Woman who works for sex toy company shares strangest questions customers ask. Oh my God, yes. A woman who works at the customer care team at Lilo, a luxury sex and wellness brand. I've never heard of Lilo, have you? No, but I'll look it up. L-E-L-O has shared some of the most unusual parts of her job and some of the best. Now, this is a very long article, so I'm just going to read the beginning and then we're going to skip to the questions. Yeah. Intimate lifestyle company Lilo sells a number of different sex toys, everything from wands to clitoral stimulators and devices for couples to use. And as well as having a talented team of people who come up with the ideas for the products and bring them to life, they have also dedicated customer care team who are on hand to... They have also... Oh, I can't read, sorry. They also have a dedicated customer care team who are on hand to answer questions people may have and solve any dilemmas. It's fair to say that that those working in this department have pretty much heard it all, as is highlighted in Lilo's new book, The Diary of a Sex Toy Tester. Oh my god, I might have to get that. That sounds well cool. Fictionalised interpretation of true stories and emails collected by the customer care team. That's amazing. Um, available for free with every Lilo purchase. Oh. And to celebrate this release, we spoke to Stella, a member, of, a member of the customer care team, about her unique job. I mean, I didn't need an excuse to buy another vibrator, but there's but my here it is. There here it is. Um, I'm just going to skip straight to the question. So Stella says, I guess the most interesting thing is that every person who wants to ask us a question thinks that they're the first ever to pose such a question, which, yeah. Yeah. I'm sure everyone... Um, I can imagine lots of very sweaty men, like, very anxiously typing it's like, away. It's like when you Google something, you think, oh, someone must have Googled this Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, because of this, she claims it's difficult to single out the weirdest question she's ever been asked. Um, blah, 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 blah. We've had an unsuspecting husband thinking that our Lilo smart wand massager is a blender and has tried to use it. <laughs> I mean, what the fuck does this look like that he thinks it's... Okay, I'm trying to find I'm a picture of this. it's like a wand, you know, like a wand wand. 
How the hell? Yeah. Oh, he thinks it's like a whisk, do you yeah. think? Yeah. You think he tries to put it in something to whisk it? But there's no whiskiness to it. But it doesn't turn. No. It just, it's literally a wand. Like, you're standing, I'm looking at a picture of it. Like, are you okay, hun? Why do you think this it is a blender? It looks like a microphone. Yeah, I mean, that yeah. would be more, that would make more sense. Yeah. We've had, we have heard of odd mishaps with pets. Again, more times than you would imagine. And some of these pets were very exotic ones. Like Nobody's what? elaborated on that. <laughs> She's just left oh, it there. Oh, I'm going to have to get this book, man. Um, but, like, I, I mean, I've seen a video of, like, a dog digging up a dildo before and, like, running off with it. Oh, I haven't. And um, you can just imagine the very awkward retrieve that yeah, you have yeah, to sort yeah. out there. Um, some concerned customers fear they will become addicted to our products, and we blame Sex and the City for this one. Oh, yeah, I remember that episode. It's, you know, Charlotte, chill out. You haven't seen the episode, but... No, I don't watch it, sorry. You can, you understand the content. I cannot even recount the number of times we've received complaints about products, only to realise they were talking about a competitor's products. Oh. Also, we've had guys looking to buy a toy for their girlfriend, unsure which size to take, and asking us whether there was a conversion chart between the size of their penis and our toys. I have seen, like, that's quite common with guys getting a bit jealous about... Are you being serious? Do they not understand that vaginas, like, expand and go back to normal? Do they think that if you buy something too big, then... No, but I've, I've, I've seen it, well, I've heard about a lot of guys and also experienced it where they get a bit jealous of the dildo. That is mad. Imagine being jealous of a fucking fleshlight or something. It's not the same, no. is it? Like, I suppose the sides thing is, yeah, the, is the thing for it's guys. It's completely different. It's completely different. I don't. It's not even in the same category. What a fleshlight and a dildo. No, I mean a penis and a dildo. Oh, got you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh no, hundred um, percent. For me, the best one I've received was from a lady who wanted to know about our privacy policy. It seems that she had just received our newsletter. Lit- letter the subject line so you just had sex right after having sex and was convinced we were listening in on our customers oh my god <laughs> they're most definitely not just so you know that's what it says i don't believe them we all yeah. know that everyone's listening on everything yeah. we do which ones of the team ask most frequently uh stella claims that there are ones you would expect to do with maintenance and cleaning of sex toys but they also receive more personal questions from customers about relationships and their sex lives god i hope they're being paid a lot i want this job <laughs> for instance how to facilitate orgasms the best toys for women with the orgasmic disorder and how to introduce toys into a relationship she adds of course we also get a lot of questions on whether it's possible to use a vibrator too much and will it cause damage no and no but do take a break once in a while <laughs> imagine thinking that that is the appropriate place to but ask also, those questions yeah do people not know that google exists yeah literally do they not have they not like heard of you know TED Talks and yeah, yeah. YouTube how to and yeah. wiki how I'm sure you oh, could find I this. love a good wiki how article I'm, I, do you reckon there's one on how to facilitate an orgasm 100% okay there's fine there's one for everything you heard it here first what would she say is the best part of her job the best part is the look on oh on people's faces when I tell them what I do she said their faces are priceless I'd love that it usually takes a few minutes for the information to sink in then another couple of minutes to process it and then the most fantastic onslaught of funny questions. People usually think that my workday consists of masturbation and constant orgasms, and they have a hard time understanding this is first and foremost a customer care job, but with perks, the toys. Yeah, I was going to say, they get them free, don't they? And um, that's where she ends the article. 
Nice. But to be honest, I would like to know some grittier questions. I think we should get the book. I think we should. Yeah, I think we should definitely grab a copy. So this must be a recent release as well because this article only came out today. Um, So check that out. It is called The Diary of a Sex Toy Tester. So that was our article this week. And we're going to be joined by Millie after this. Have you got an unruly pup? Have you got a lovely dog who's super friendly but needs some help with their confidence? Have you just started training and need some basic tips? You can find all of this training and more at About Your Dog Dog Training in Hampshire. Please see www.aboutyourdog.info or visit About Your Dog on Instagram and Facebook. About Your Dog, your ethical and educational canine care service. So today on the JSpot podcast, we have a very good friend of mine. Her name is Millie. Hi, Millie. Hello. How are you doing? Good. How are you? Yeah, we're good. Thank you. We've good. just had a big dinner. We've been playing PS4. We've been playing PS4 horror games. Yeah, lots of scary games. So um, we're really cool. I know. We're like <laughs> completely nerding out. But um, yeah, we've been looking forward to doing this episode with you. Thank you for having me. Um, that's all right. You're welcome. Um, so, would you mind just starting off introducing yourself um, in as much or little detail as you want to, just telling us who you are, what you do, and why we invited you here today? Yeah, of course. Um, so, obviously, my name is Millie. Um, I'm currently a teacher trainee. Um, currently doing it in the secondary education sector and I am here to talk about body dysmorphic disorder and my own experience with it. Mm -hmm. So I think obviously we're going to talk about body dysmorphic disorder but also um, generally body image as well Um, because part of me thinks that potentially a lot more of us have symptoms of it than we realise that we do but absolutely we'll we'll get on to chat about that and um, whether you agree or disagree Mm. um so would you mind basically what is BDD first of all in your opinion what you know of it what is it yeah so um body dysmorphic disorder is a mental health condition in which you um focus on specific areas or flaws of your body or appearance and I would say you would become quite obsessed with those particular areas. That's mm-hmm. how I would describe it. And is my understanding as well that the sort of the dysmorphic side of things is that often you will see things in a way that aren't actually reflective of how they are in real life? Yeah. yeah. So um, people with BDD, the, the specific areas that they are drawn to are typically unnoticeable to others. Yeah. Um, but when you look in the mirror they are completely like bigger than what they actually seem yeah um so yeah completely yeah so did you want to start with how it all started really and when you first sort of realized that something may not be quite right yes um so well before before I had um a therapist I believe my BDD started um, at a particular point in a previous relationship of mine. Um, I remember the evening very vividly. Um, we were getting, we were both getting ready for an awards evening. Um, and I was running late as it was anyway, getting ready because I just wasn't feeling myself. Um, didn't mm. think I looked nice. 
Um, and literally we were went downstairs just about to head out the door. I bent down to put my shoes on and literally the back of my dress ripped open. Like completely, the fabric was ripped. Like it was unsavable. Um, and that was the moment I literally just broke down. It was literally the cherry on top of the cake. And um, yeah, that evening... I literally spent the rest of, I didn't even end up going into the event. I just spent the rest of my evening in bed with my mum. And um, I'll go into this a bit later, but um, yeah, it was, a, it was a very awful conversation that I had with my mum. I wasn't saying very nice things about myself. Um, and um, yeah, I was saying some suicidal thoughts to my mum as well. Yeah. So that's when it really, really hit. Um, but I don't, but I believe that the behavior of my partner at that time didn't help the situation either. So um, do you think a- then, because obviously you pinpointed a moment where obviously it came to this like climax, but do you think mm. potentially then that you've always had these tendencies to be self-critical or do you remember them from like childhood or? Yeah, so um, when I did eventually go and see a therapist, um, we managed to pinpoint that BDD was actually more prominent in my early years of my childhood. Mm -hmm. And specifically to the point where I was misdiagnosed um, with asthma um, and I was put on, um, you know, like the inhaler, steroid based inhalers, um, which actually made me blow up like a balloon in weight. Um, Yeah, I my weight gain was significant with, um, after that point. Um, and from then on, I always struggled with my weight and, um, yeah, my therapist was very much like that's when it started. Mm-hmm. You were really young then as well, weren't you? Yes. I would say I was about five or six. Oh my God. Yeah. Cause I remember yeah. so, like Millie and I have known each other a few years, but I think, you obviously and obviously this is something again we'll talk to you but you care very much about your appearance you're very Mm -hmm. like fitness conscious you always look immaculate as well and it's Mm. something I've I've known about you since I first met you and I was (laughs) like right this girl is the type of girl that like she would not do what I do and like put on my like dirty trackies and rock out (laughs) my house like you that's just not you and um, I remember as we got a bit closer we just like I can't remember how I found out Mills. I don't know if it was because you'd just been to a session or something. Yeah, I think I just, um, I had a therapy session. I was just telling you about it because you were telling me about your therapy sessions as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, you recommended a book to me. Yeah. Me just Eat It, which I actually have. I need to give back to you. That's okay. Um, forgive you. And, <laughs> and yeah, it was from then on where you were telling me about the content of that book. And I, uh-huh. that's when I opened up to you because I was like, actually, that would actually fit me and my mental state at the moment yeah I just remember you telling me I just remember it hitting me that you were so young when you got put on that asthma medication mm-hmm. um that for, for it to manifest from such an early age is pretty scary really mm. yeah and it actually ended up not even being asthma I was misdiagnosed it ended up being um acid reflux issues that I, I actually know. had oh, yeah. I've had that mm-hmm. yeah so um obviously we've talked about what it is and, and where it comes mm-hmm. from mm-hmm. um so for you personally, mm. how does it affect you every day, firstly, but also how has it affected your life in like the long term of it? Um, so yeah, it's, it's, oh God, where do I start? Um, it really depends on the, 
oh, how do I describe it? How I wake up in the morning depends on how I feel as soon as I look in the mirror first thing in the morning. Mm-hmm. Yeah, tell me about it. <laughs> yeah. Um, and it's after that moment where I know it's going to be a good or bad day. Mm-hmm. Um, or whether it's going to be a day where I constantly look in mirrors or I constantly avoid looking in mirrors or reflections. Um, so, it's yeah. Just, sorry, I was just going to say it's interesting because um, obviously you don't know Jess, um, mm. but... Jess and I have been talking since I basically said we were going to do this episode. Jess displays a lot of the tendencies that you've mentioned. Mm. Um, so obviously without self-diagnosis, yeah, it <laughs> could be something interesting. Mine's but, not my body, it's my face. <laughs> no, right. but yeah, that, that, well, that's a particular area, isn't it? But you'll yeah. say stuff that I'm like, are you all right? Yeah. She'll be like, oh, this eye's like down here. And I'm like, what are you talking about? No, it's not. Like, mm. it's the dysmorphia side of things, isn't yeah. it? I, I have, it is it's something I've wondered about, but never really looked mm. into. But yeah, yeah, it's interesting that you agreed about the, I mean, I think all mental health conditions, like they can, the, the way you start your day or how you sleep or what you did the day before and, you know, will affect you for the whole rest of the day there'll be days when we'll just be like i'm really anxious and have no reason or anything yeah it would just yeah. be that weird <laughs> yeah yeah but yeah so um so what about your life then in like the in the context of your life rather than your day-to-day meals um life yeah it's, it is hard um especially in regards to relationships um so my relationship since the uh, one i mentioned about previously they've been hard um not only from a trust point of view but it's just how you view yourself as a person and um, your self-worth as a person Mm. um so yeah that's been really difficult um but in regards to just normal day-to-day life like 75 percent of my day is thinking about the areas that I really dislike like if if I'm alone with my thoughts yeah that's 75 percent of that is me thinking about what I don't like about myself so that's why I always have to be busy. Mm. I like being busy. I don't like being alone because when I am alone, I know what's going to happen. Yeah. So, mm. yeah. So that, I think that's the hardest aspect of it is you're, you're just you're spiraling thoughts all the time. And um, something that we didn't necessarily mention in our questions beforehand, but I think is really relevant is that obviously you come from a performing background as well. Yes. Um, and a dance background. Um, and I just imagine and so did you actually you you did dancing from a young age so I can't imagine that that's been the most helpful environment to be in (laughs) no because obviously when I was that I've been dancing since the age of three and obviously when I did balloon because of my asthma medication I just I always felt like the fat dancer in the room obviously you have to wear such tight clothing for ba- like ballet and tap and everything. And I, I remember I just, I loved going to dance, but I hated being there because yeah. I didn't look like the other people in the room. Hmm. And um, even now, I think even through uni, having those mirrors in the rehearsal rooms, it, was, it wasn't great really. I wish they wouldn't, weren't there to be honest. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, it's just, you're constantly comparing yourself to other people in 
a performer's point of view anyway in regards to ability so having that plus comparing myself to what another performer looks like it was just oh yeah so exhausting it's hard enough without having the image looming over you on top of that Mm -hmm. really really hard but you just take every day as it comes that's what I do anyway well I've learned to so we've talked about um what the symptoms are really and what it is so Mm. how do you go about managing it is there do you have certain ways of coping with it that you've taught either through therapy or that you've just found on your own that help like what are the ways that you manage it yeah so with my therapist um we actually worked through a book together which i've actually got here um it's called overcoming body image problems including body dysmorphic disorder and it's basically a self-help guide um to use cognitive behavioral therapy so cbt Yeah. And um, yeah, so we worked through this book together in our sessions, but she also encouraged me to read specific chapters outside of our sessions. Mm-hmm. Is it, can um, you just buy that, Mills? Is it like on Amazon and stuff? Yeah, literally, I bought it from Amazon. It's by David Beale, Rob Wilson, and Alex Clark. We'll, and um, it's really good. We'll, we'll um, post a pic of it so that people can find out when yeah. to get it. Oh, I get it. <laughs> yeah, because it's, it's honestly, it's not a book you just read, but there's like pages that you can write in and you can yeah. draw in, you can make notes in. Um, so it's really good for something to refer back to mm-hmm. all the time. Um, I find myself um, always, well, trying to it every morning, like just going through some like um, affirmations or manifestation to set me up for my day to be a mm-hmm. bit more positive. Um, obviously, when it's quite a negative day, it's quite hard to say positive things about yourself. Sometimes I might skip them because I'm like, no, no point. I'm not going to be a it today. Um, but one thing that did help me, which I actually got from um, Jade's book, Just Eat It, was um, doing literally like a social media cleanse. And yes. literally I'm following and deleting people who just aren't good for your mental health. They don't bring you up or anything so that's what I ended up doing mm. I remember reading it on the book on my holiday and spending the evening on my holiday going through everyone and just deleting people yeah who didn't make me feel good about myself anymore and following people who would yeah I, I remember that being a uh, again we'll link to this book as well um, and she's also on Instagram one of the bits of the book that resonated with me like you say is the bit about the social media cleanse because I Mm. the same with you um my battle has always been with my weight Mm. um and my how my body looks in terms of my size um I'm not sure I get necessarily obsessed with it to the extent that potentially I'd consider um myself to have a condition such like you but there definitely are parts of my body that I focus on more than others Mm. um And I remember reading that book and thinking, oh my God, everyone I follow on Instagram and like all the um, influencers that I follow are um, size six to eight, tanned, you know, blonde hair. And don't get me wrong, there's nothing wrong with that. But I'm looking at them going, oh, I wish I was like that. When Mm. realistically, even if I ate nothing but like fish and green veg and worked out for an hour every day, I would never be that size because like biologically my body is not supposed to be like that yeah and it just made me realize what am I doing I'm torturing myself for something that's not achievable yeah um so what is the point so I did exactly that and I unfollowed all those people like I say it's no fault of them like as as long as they're healthy then that's great but at the end of the day they're 
they're not doing me any favors. No. And I followed women that looked more like me. And it's yeah. had such a humongous impact on my body Doesn't image. It? it does. It's so refreshing as well. Yeah. Especially like nowadays when you see those people that you used to look at thinking, oh, I wish I looked like that. And they, you end up finding out that they're using Facetune and Photoshop anyway. So yeah. you're like, mm. that's, not, that's not even real. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah I, yeah, I found doing that so refreshing and um yeah more positive i found myself in the morning if i was to scroll through my phone i wasn't being buried with my thoughts again yeah do you think um do you think social media and particularly instagram has a lot to answer for in terms of bdd and body image um yes to a certain extent like like you said like i don't want to like penalize people who do look like the way that we used to admire like that they're, yeah. they're good and they're happy then you do you um but um obviously there was a, um obviously that chloe kardashian different oh, pictures yeah, came out didn't it and it was all about starting a campaign a campaign where celebrities need to put in their caption like this is an edited photo mm. yeah i've seen more and people I think, doing that now it's good yeah and i think that is a positive step because i don't think we're going to get rid of it completely i think that's just going to be such a unrealistic goal to mm. achieve because nobody's going to do it yeah i struggle to put up a picture without a filter so do i so yeah, do like, i even if it's just turning up the brightness like yeah. you still do it yeah i think i think i did it once in lockdown and i managed to take a fit picture and i hadn't edited it at all mm. and it's probably the only photo that i'd ever liked of myself that i'd taken without any editing at all but apart from that, it's very rare. Yeah. I remember I, um, I used to, talking of Facetune, I literally remember images of me in bikinis that I used to shrink my body mm. to oh post. My God. Yeah. That's mental, isn't it? It is. And it's just like, why? Surely people looked at those pictures and went, that's not you. <laughs> like, do you know well, what I mean? It's it? like so obviously, well, I don't know, I only used to do it like enough that people wouldn't be able to know. Yeah. But, it's just so sad to think that back then I couldn't accept any imperfection. It was like, you know, squeeze it all mm. in and airbrush all of it. And yeah, but I'm still like that now. Cause I, I get really bad skin and I wear down mm. all my spots. Yeah. I edit my spots as well. I think, but then I, I think that that's a habitual societal thing, isn't it? For us to just edit spots out. But then I, but then I follow this amazing girl on Instagram and I'll have to find her handle and she's stunning and she's covered in spots and posts yeah. all the photos she puts up, she's covered in spots and she looks amazing, like in every single yeah. one. And I said to Jade, I feel like if I did that, I would still feel absolutely horrific if I posted a photo like that on Instagram. But no, yeah, it does take bravery, doesn't it? Yeah, it's just all about your perspective isn't it really mm, you reminded me of another thing there as well Mills like mm. in the sense that BDD is like a dysmorphia type illness um and this isn't on the list but it's something I wondered as well I know that when we had our conversations I, I was doing really well um mm. with my like my body image and stuff I have yeah. to say that lately um I'm not as happy as I was yeah um, and one thing I've said to Jess before and I've said to people before is I can look at a girl twice my size and be like, oh, she looks amazing. Mm. And not 
and think and not think oh she's big or she's you know look at those stretch marks they're gross but then to have them on me is like unacceptable mm. yeah and do you find that you can look at people that you see the flaws that you think you have and you're like that's fine but on you it, it's not acceptable honestly I, it's like it's like that every day like I scroll through like Instagram at these people positive people that I followed and I'm like my my stomach is exactly like that mm. you can love it why can't I mm. <laughs> or you could take a picture and be absolutely fine and I just even the thought of that of having to like stand in a mirror and take a picture of it just makes me feel sick but mm. but do you look at them and think oh gross no, or do you look at them and think not. yes bitch it's so yes. weird isn't it I'm literally like, yes, normalise normal bodies, hashtag. Yeah. <laughs> literally. But yeah, when, but when you think about it on yourself, you're like, no, not me. And that's the weird thing, because we're like, you'll look at this picture of, of this girl with spots and you're like, great. But then you look at yourself who's got like a third of the spots she's got and it's like not acceptable. Yeah, me every it's day. It's so bizarre, isn't yeah. it? It's <laughs> it so is. strange. Yeah. It is. It's sad. So um, back to your BDD. Um, yes. what would you say it looks like when it's at its worst? Um, I think it's going to be different with everyone who has BDD, but obviously uh-huh. I did mention it at the start. My worst was me literally saying suicidal thoughts to my mum. Mm. And that, yeah, that was probably my worst moment because mm. thinking about it now, I feel so guilty that I did that to my mum. But at the same time, I'm like, if it, if it could have been anyone, I'm, I'm glad it was my mum. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I think it, it, it can look different to everyone. Like, I know some people self-harm over their BDD. Um, and um, some people um, have depression, like, really bad. Mm. So I think they're the three most common um, sort of worst. Yeah. Uh, what what could happen but yeah for mine it was yeah so suicide was my worst yeah and um and what about eating disorders and disordered eating and stuff oh god yeah um so I was at my heaviest when um that climatic point happened with the awards evening um and after that I then got a personal trainer this was literally right before I started uni and then throughout uni I carried on with this personal trainer um I lost a significant amount of weight I was probably at my lightest and actually looking back at those photos I didn't look healthy really Mm. looking back there like then I was like oh my god I look amazing like this is the best I've ever looked but I look back now and I was like I don't look happy I don't look healthy Mm. And I was constantly tracking my calories via my fitness pal. Mm. Um, I didn't allow myself to have treats. And actually, I ended up judging what other people would eat in front of me. Like if, if a friend of mine was to eat like a really bad meal or a chocolate bar, I'd literally, I became such a horrible person. I would then judge them for eating mm. junk food. So I wasn't, I wasn't enjoying the person I was becoming. And um, but yeah, I do think whilst my BDD didn't lead to anything like anorexia or bulimia or any other eat, uh, eating disorder that way, I believe I bec- my relationship with food became really unhealthy mm-hmm. and um, tracking calories constantly as, as well wasn't 
healthy either. Yeah. So, I fucking stay, hate calorie like, trackers. <laughs> so, so do I. Like thinking about it now, like how much time it's just it's. Exhausting. Oh my god! And how long does it take you to like look for the calories on something? Because I went through that stage <laughs> as well, and I'd be like googling yeah. it, and I'd be like, "But that's the wrong type of biscuit. I need this biscuit. I need to know how many yeah. calories." Oh my god! It's just like but, just take that time out of your life to meditate or do something yeah. fun. Exactly, but it's not, it's not even just like where to find the calories. It's also like once you have found it, you've then got away everything. And it's, oh, it's yeah. done. like 10 grams of cheese. It's like a pinch of mm. cheese. Um, but yeah, it was, it was exhausting. And I'm, yeah. sure, I'm sure the two do probably come quite closely linked, like body... Mm um you know eating disorders and bdd i'm sure they probably come hand in hand quite a bit of people i would have thought it's probably quite common yeah have but even even to this day i don't i don't think my relationship with food is um completely um like healed mm. I'm, I'm better i'm not as obsessive as i used to be yeah but um like um, on saturday i remember i, I visited my partner's mum and we watched Strictly and she bought me some chocolate and I ended up eating the whole bag of chocolate bottoms. And Good girl. It's, but, instantly, but instantly after, I absolutely hated myself and, and the guilt yeah. started coming through even like next to the next day. That's when you know like that our relationship as a society with food is fucked, that we teach ourselves that you have to feel guilt for enjoying something. It's, yeah. it's just because at the end of the day yeah if you you know were making yourself sick and and you know there has to be a limit in terms of when people have to take care of their bodies but I mean guilt for enjoying one packet of chocolate buttons and I would feel the same and yeah. I'm so much better than I used to be but I still would feel that oh am I gonna be a bit bigger in the morning literally you, you feel like you're gonna gain like 10 grams of fat yeah just and i don't know if that will ever go away for for any of us really no it, it, i don't think it ever will for me sadly no i don't think but it like, will for me but even even thinking back like even just trying to make myself feel better like oh but when did when did i last have chocolate and then i couldn't remember the last time i had chocolate and i was just mm-hmm. like well why am i getting myself in such like a, a bother yeah like, it's been ages like let let it go yeah um but yeah still working on it Mm. hopefully we'll get there but who knows (laughs) do you think there's any specific thing like in society that's to blame for the disorder or like anything in general that's to blame for it um again I think now as a generation like from today onwards I think we're getting better at normalizing normal bodies but Obviously, it's the whole cliche of um, needing to be thin, blonde, tanned and beautiful. I think it's, it's, that, it's that whole thing of um, just looking like a model. Looking like a Barbie doll. Literally. Would you say yeah. um, controversial opinion? And I don't want to um, offend anyone. It's not meant directly to anyone. But as a whole, what do you think about the um, generation above us? Um, and the women more specifically in the generation above us because for me personally I see a lot of um, toxic energy in, in like 
people who are my mum's age and my aunties and stuff like that, not, not out of malice or anything like that, but out of the really, really stringent conditioning that they've been through in their age, like, you know, through their upbringing. Um, and, and, you know, it will always be aunties that go, Oh, you've lost weight. Brilliant. And stuff like that. Whereas we kind of have learned in our generation now not, not to, really to really do that to just people. to be like you look happy or yeah. you look healthy, not yeah. comment on weight. Have you have you noticed that, Mills? Or yeah, absolutely. And I think with um, with their generation, I think um, diet culture was probably at its highest. Yeah, as well, because um, I know so many people who are like my mum's age who I've worked with or in my life, and they're still trying to do the oh I don't even know like intermittent fasting and uh, yeah yeah my mum does that she she does days where she literally doesn't eat and (laughs) yeah or like the Atkins diet or or is it the the two to one I don't know yeah probably relevant yeah I know what you mean yeah and um but I still think diet culture nowadays is to blame or is a factor as well yeah Um, I've still got a long way to go yeah, yeah, 100%. I, like, remember growing up, I don't know if your your mums are the same, but I remember my mum going to Weight Watchers. Yeah. And I yeah. can just imagine all of the people and the fact that, you know, they're in every village, in every community centre, there's a Slimming World or a yeah. Weight Watchers. And then it, I just think they had no chance, really, did they? No, not at all. And, like, I was saying to you, I think, Jess, the other day, that I was only... 18 when I was ordering diet pills through the post yeah it's just it's just awful and and I see positive change and I love it yeah and I savor it and I completely relish in it but then it only takes one bad habit of one person who's not quite there yet to -hmm. like remind you of all the bad habits surrounding body image and you know yeah eating habits and stuff when you speak to other people, yes, um, do you ever do do you ever have little moments where you acknowledge that someone else might be struggling with something similar? Um, I think BDD is quite a complex thing to notice in okay. someone unless you're with them all the time. Mm-hmm. Because I remember growing up that my my sister, <laughs> bless them, growing up, my sisters used to label me as being a, quite a vain person. Mm-hmm. Um, but obviously little did they know that me over brushing my hair, me taking so long to get ready, me looking in the mirror so much and having to changing my outfit constantly it wasn't because I was vain it was because I was I was fighting this like BDD in me that I didn't even know I had at the time Mm. um so I think people um can confuse um vanity with BDD Mm. um um but yeah I think so say if I didn't know I had it at the moment and my partner would notice that I'm constantly brushing my hair and constantly picking up my skin or I'm taking an abnormal time to get ready or if a photo is taken of me you'd be obsessing how you look in that photo Um, (laughs) but but this is the thing but some of the things I say are quite common things that people do even if they don't have BDD yeah because I've got people who obsess how they look in a photo having to hand, it, hand the phone to them straight away just to see what they look like and how do you know the difference 
this is the thing this is what my therapist said it's it's such it's so complex and it's and it's just it's so hard to pick out sometimes in people and I think it only gets diagnosed when you do reach the worst part yeah yeah yeah. and also how can you possibly uh pinpoint it being an illness if in society we're constantly just doing that anyway yeah Yeah. like and this is what is so hard yeah Mm -hmm. yeah so so do you think there's any ways that we can try and prevent it in particular um i see this this is a thing like I, I, I honestly i don't i don't know i think all we can do is just always make sure to, to be kind to others always yeah. um don't comment on someone's appearance like even if they have lost weight don't be like oh like you've lost weight just be like you look great you look happy yeah um i think it's just it's changing your language it's just making sure that you follow people that make you feel good and yeah I'd, I'd it's, it's really hard to say what we could do to prevent it if I'm being honest I am um, I caught myself the other day I said to somebody oh you look amazing you've lost weight and then I like internally slapped myself on the back of the hand like no we don't yeah. do that anymore because like <laughs> I don't necessarily value that in a person anymore yeah. do you know what I mean but yeah. it just, sometimes it just comes out and you're like why did I say that it's like such a stupid mm. thing to say because, yeah you know we're all like constantly trying to reinforce the idea that losing weight does not make you a more valuable person Mm, no but even so our minds are still so conditioned it's just mental yeah but that was the one question that I was literally I I couldn't think of an answer for because I don't have I don't have it and you say like I'm following people and like you know surrounding yourself but with positive like you know accounts whatever but for me personally where it is to do where I do focus so much on my appearance not my body mm. if I was to unfollow everyone that made me unhappy I would be unfollowing everyone because I yeah. see every single other person on Instagram as more beautiful than I am yeah I wouldn't I wouldn't be left with anyone left you no, know yeah no yeah absolutely and there's been times where I'm like do I even need social media yeah but I've still got it for some reason. Can't get rid of it. I don't know what it is. But then also it's the buzz you get from people commenting and complimenting your appearance and liking your pictures. It's, it's kind of like, it's almost worth it, isn't it? For the stress of of having that validation that you're. Yeah. I know I'm, I'm still guilty of doing that when I'm I'm having a really bad um, day with my BDD, I will upload a previous photo I've saved just so I can get some, self-glorification from people yeah, we all do to make me 100%, feel good we all do 100 percent. so yeah and it's, it's actually quite effed up really yeah I like I literally said in my last post that I uploaded I was like I literally don't look like this right now I'm sat in my pajamas <laughs> like yeah like, this is this was previously taken uh, when I felt nice you know <laughs> yeah like, but again I feel like even that's more that even that's a bit of a step in the right direction as well mm, more honest for me because it is more honest like if anyone's thinking oh my god I'm sat here looking like shit and she's sat there all like glamorous I was like no mm. I'm literally in my pajamas <laughs> like you know so <laughs> I, I think that with that sort of thing it is definitely you can still look good 
but mm. it's just sort of stepping you know in the right direction and just being more honest and I think just more like honest captions like maybe you know if you are having a bad day just be like be honest in the caption and be like having a really bad day here's a picture of me when I didn't feel so crap you know or just yeah like literally being brutally honest like about pr- it yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And maybe, uh, maybe I should actually start doing that because I haven't done anything like that before. Yeah. So, yeah. And like acknowledging the fact that like, if Millie, wa- <laughs> if Millie walked in now, I'm not being funny, Millie. I know you will hate me for saying this, but you always look so amazing. I'm- and I would first of all see you and be like, fuck's sake, she looks amazing again. And I'd be like, no, no, yeah. Jade, you literally like had a five minute shower today and then put your hair in a bun. You can't yeah. compare, like, you same. can't torture yourself. For somebody who's like, what I'm trying to say is like, you can't beat yourself up when other people are like taking time to, yeah. if someone's taken an hour to get ready, it's gonna you're show. obviously going to yeah. feel like shit next to them. Yeah. So you yeah. have to like give yourself credit for the fact that we're not always going to be like peak. Mm. Yeah. And if anything, like f- from my point of view as well, like if I was to walk into the room and you were like that, it's, it's kind of like, for, for me, I'd be thinking, oh, why can't I do that? Mm, yeah. Like, and then we're both just back to square one again. And it's just yeah. like... So you're, you're, both, you're both wishing that you were the other person yeah, internally. So. What, I, what I was quite surprised at, Millie, is when, mm. when Jay told me who it was that we were interviewing about <laughs> BDD, I couldn't believe it. Because when I saw you in 9 to 5, I thought, that girl is absolutely stunning. Like Aww. when I saw you on stage, you looked you looked amazing the whole time. I thought this oh, girl was amazing. You. Like you were mm-hmm. so good. So when Jay told me it was you interviewing, I was like, I can't believe it. Like she's stunning. Like she hasn't got anything to be, you know, upset about. A lot of people. A lot of people are surprised when they yeah. find out because I don't share my BDD with a lot of yeah. people. Very particular no. who I share it with. Um, <laughs> not anymore. Um, <laughs> um, but but yeah um but it's just it's just a learning curve really like you just don't know what people are fighting yeah even if they do look great and it also is kind of like a bit of a chicken and then chicken and an egg scenario because it's like Mm -hmm. you always look amazing but is it because of your bdd that you always look like do you know what i mean so it's kind of like do you potentially if you do see people that present themselves as well and as immaculately as you do is it because they're struggling more than those of us who smell like dog all the time and can't be bothered to have a shower that's jade (laughs) right there (laughs) yeah absolutely um so yeah me taking ages to get ready or me turning up looking absolutely immaculate it probably took me a long time to get to that point of getting ready yeah (laughs) And a lot of like talking to myself before I leave the like the front door. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's to be honest, I have got better. Like I won't lie, like before um I would wouldn't leave without a face of makeup on. Mm. Um, but over the years I <laughs> I do feel like I can I can go out even if it's just a nip to the shops. But there's just one there's one thing on my face that I can't leave without and that's my eyebrows. Same girl. Well, actually, no, that's a lie. I can leave without them, but we do share a little yeah. love of eyebrows, don't see, we? I was worried because yeah. I'm orange. So see, maybe, maybe I need some bangs. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I've always been self because where I'm naturally really fair-haired, mm. um, when I don't have my brows on, to me, in the, in the mirror, it looks like I haven't got any. <laughs> 
Yeah, I was so. completely the opposite. I'm really dark. And I remember at school, I was picked on for having like a bit of fluff, a little bit of a unibrow. Yeah. And um, I became very obsessed with it in about year seven to eight. And there's pictures of me when I was sort of like 16. And it's like, it looks like someone drew it on with a fucking, yeah. like, biro. It's so thin. Yeah. And it's like, it, it, yeah, it manifests, doesn't it? it stays, yeah, it does. Because my eyebrows now... I'd probably rather shave my head than shave my eyebrows. Your eyebrows are amazing, to be fair. Thanks, babes. Yeah, they are. They do always look really good. (laughs) (laughs) No, but yeah, but there's, even to this day, there's only, I can can count on one hand who has seen me without my brows on. Blimey. There's very select few people. Yeah, a privilege for you. Literally, see, I won't, I won't go out the house very rarely. I'm like you, I'm better than I used to be and I will nip to shop without makeup on. Love the masks because they just cover my whole face. Oh my God, aren't the masks so handy? Yeah, they're so good. um, (laughs) I used to be exactly the same. I would not leave the house without makeup on, even if I was going to Tesco or something, I I couldn't do it. But that, that that is a symptom. Is it? Yeah, see, constantly so concealing. I'm gonna, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna look into it after this. But um, <laughs> but now I'm a lot better. And what's funny is I'll happily let loads of people that I know see me without makeup on, though. So when I'm just at home and my friends come round, I won't bother to put any makeup on. Whereas when oh. I go out and I see people that I don't know, I can. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. So it's weird. That is like, weird. Because there's even I've there's never even. Put any makeup on. <laughs> There's even some friends who haven't seen me about my eyebrows. There's only I can't like remember. I think people. your eyebrows were um, tattooed on when we did the show together, Mills. I can't remember if no. I was about my eyebrows. No, they're just, they're, they were just constantly drawn on, Jade. Oh. <laughs> See, my thing as well is when dating as well. So I, when I know I've got to take my makeup off when I'm seeing a guy, Mm. and I know at the end of the evening you know when we go to bed I'm gonna have to take my makeup off because I do because my skin will get too bad if I leave it on I literally dread it and I feel so self-conscious and I find myself most of the time just apologizing and just being like like, I'm so sorry about my face like I'm always like don't get shocked when you wake up or anything (laughs) like I just like apologize and yeah I was the same though like with my current partner when we didn't live together and I did have like sleepovers at his mum's house mm. um there'd be like right before bed I'd literally work myself up because I was like right I've got to take my makeup off now yeah and I was just like I don't want to take my eyebrows off because I'm afraid that he's gonna think I'm ugly and not want to be with me anymore so yeah. I used to go to used to like get a makeup wipe and literally be as light as I could taking off all my makeup and then I'd go to bed and then the next day he'd be like there's makeup on my pillow oh. <laughs> And that was one of his pet hates, makeup yeah. on the pillow. Yeah. So eventually, the more I slept over, the more I did start to take it all off. But my mm. eyebrows never came off. Absolutely yeah. not. Mm. But yeah, yeah I, I can understand. I can feel you when it's that, that whole anxiety of having to take it off in front of your partner. It took a very long time for Alex to see me fully without a face yeah. on. Yeah. And he didn't even comment on it when he did first see me. They don't. I don't think they even know the like, Brilliant. I'm not being funny. Especially if you haven't got any clothes on. Like, they don't give a shit. <laughs> There's like, literally a girl in their bed. They don't give a shit. There's like, a naked woman in the bed. They don't care. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, literally. And I was like, oh, God, I wet myself up for how many months? Exactly. Yeah. And he was pro- he probably could not tell the difference. <laughs> that is, he probably was like, I don't understand what's changed. Yeah. No, I don't know. To me, I think there is a drastic change. Like, yeah, I wish too, I was naturally beautiful, but yeah. I'm not. 
But... Well, don't be ridiculous. <laughs> don't be so bloody ridiculous. Final question then, Millie, before we ask our J-Spot question. Um, yeah. What would you advise for people who think they might be struggling with BDD? Yep. So social media cleanse for definite. Um, seek a therapist either through your NHS, so via iTalk, or if you have, if you're in a financial um, place where you can pay for a therapist, do it. Um, but I would also advise contacting your doctor because there could be support groups in your area in which you can go to. Um, and just visit mental health websites such as Mind. That is really, really great. Um, and just try and fit in some meditation or breathing exercises or even just some affirmations to start your day mm. and just be kind to one another and most importantly yourself 100 percent. be kind to yourself is a good message do you want to yes. ask our final i oh wait i didn't send her the form so she's not going to know the question it's fine um it's we're absolutely open. shit at this no i don't think so i'll be freezing my tits off i'll sort it out in a minute um so basically um the question that we ask everyone that comes on to the podcast mm-hmm. is who would you say is your most inspirational woman in your life so they can be famous or non you know it can be someone you know someone you don't know you know if you had to pick anyone who would you say and why Oh no, this might take a while, guys. That's fine, don't worry, because... Uh, We've allowed people more than one before, if they're really stuck. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, it doesn't, you know, it doesn't have to be, like, a definite answer, but if there's just someone that you think... Wanted of, to give a shout-out yeah. to or anything. It's probably really cliche, but my mum... Yeah, it's just, that's a standard answer. We literally answer. all say our mum as well. <laughs> We're just like, mum, she's the best. I wouldn't say mum. No, but I just think she literally saw me at my lowest point in life Aww. and has literally been my anchor ever yeah. since. She didn't leave me, she didn't she didn't give up on me. She yeah, she's just amazing. Yeah. yeah. I feel bad I really, now. I, I really, really, <laughs> <laughs> I really want to think of a famous one. Like, I want to give you like a non one. And yeah, that's that's a good idea. One. Um, but I'm really struggling. I ha- to be honest, I think it's because I have too many. Because I know it sounds I like really ironic, but because obviously we've just done nine to five. But I have always loved Dolly Parton. No, that's a great answer. We always post her quotes on mm. our on our Instagram. She's a like I know she's obviously ha- has had a lot of work done. Yeah, yeah but there. she didn't give a fuck but though. She's like, she, this is me. Exactly. This makes me happy. Yeah. Her mentality and attitude for life is just inspiring. It's just how we should all be. Female boss power. Yeah. And also like. Yeah. If you want to change your appearance because it makes you happy, then go for it. Fair play, you know. She doesn't give a shit what anyone thinks about the way she looks. I mean, how old is she now? And she's still wearing, like, platinum blonde beehives. Yeah, she's, you know, she doesn't give no shit. She's still working. Yeah. I think that what Jay just said, that's really important. Like, like, you shouldn't judge people for having wanted to have work done. Yeah. Um, And for someone who has BDD, we're always advised against it. Like, I remember my therapist advising like if you think of getting work done like let, let, let's talk about it first and then if you really yeah. want to go get it but mm. yeah 
just be happy for everyone else and what they want to do their and bodies it's the same with you know makeup and how people dress as well you know like we're i think we live in a society where it's quite easy to judge people based on um wearing a lot of makeup or you know tart like inverted commas tarting up and stuff but if that's a coping mechanism and it makes people feel more powerful and strong then yeah I think sometimes your initial reaction is just jealousy and you need to get past that yeah and just be like she looks amazing I can look amazing too like, yeah you know it's if just... I had a shower I would yeah. look good too <laughs> if I'd put makeup on <laughs> I would look good. exactly yeah so, yeah no oh well thank you so much yeah. for coming on no, it's fine. I mean, I'm I'm happy to send you like a little list of people who I have followed on Instagram. Maybe, yeah, you. that would be great. And yeah. then you can post that to other people because that really helped me. Okay. And the book. And yes. The book. Yeah, we'll put that on our story. But um, thank, thank you for taking the time to speak to us. It's been no, really thank you great. for having me. Learn a lot. Thank you. And we will be joined next week, I believe, by my friend maria who is a female drag queen which will be good. <gasps> yeah and she's also body positive as well yeah so she's body positive she's a really good nicely. account you should follow her she's amazing because she sings she does um oh she does God, like all disney and she dresses up as like maleficent and stuff and like oh, but she's oh. like she's a nice like thick woman yeah she? so, she's curvy oh. and she's gorgeous like love send really me her details i'll follow yeah <laughs> amazing well thank cool. you so much and we'll speak to you soon <laughs> Bye. 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 So we hope you enjoyed our interview with Millie. I personally really enjoyed it and found it really insightful and actually a little bit of a learning curve and potentially might have to have a little read up about some things after this. I think that's good though because that's kind of what we wanted from this podcast. It basically sums up what we wanted which was to, you know, flip switches for people and make them realise that there are things you know that they can work on and that potentially that they can you know wouldn't it make it make so much more sense if you found out that you did have something like BDD and you knew how to sort of yeah. relate to it and read about it and stuff and, and help you know become be on a more positive journey it's that not knowing that's yeah like actually putting down it to a reason there being a reason not just because you're being weird you know yeah for sure so yeah i hope we hope you've enjoyed my self-discovery journey <laughs> you saw it here first no but you know we never know how many other um, amazing women are out there feeling exactly the same yeah, way you know, some of you might be sat there listening to this and thinking god maybe maybe i need to have a little think and you know some of those things that millie mentioned sort of stuck a chord with you and but not in a scary way yeah just think of, of it like as a good a, thing yeah sort of a you know, like a positive change and step into a direction of feeling happier in yourself. So we hope you've enjoyed the episode and be sure to join us next week for our interview with Maria. Remember to like, subscribe, share. We know we've, we've been away for a little bit, so it would be really good if you guys can continue to share the love and get us out there because we had an amazing amount of listens last season so we'd love to keep it up so we will see you again next week bye, bye.